If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, guys, we're back for another very special, I don't know what to call this, bonus episode uh we've been doing these every week for vanderpump rules along with our regular tuesday episode because here at whole thing industries we can't stop won't stop um but because i'm just this i guess non-stop content machine as long as scannable is going on and i can't stop obsessing this these episodes are very casual um i don't get into like super picky editing mode with it just if you're new here like just you know just Join and listen along if you two uh, can only think of Scandaval. That being said, I want to welcome back a near and dear friend to the pod, Meredith. Meredith Lynch. How are you, Meredith? I am doing okay. I feel like any time after a reunion day, so there's been like one before, I feel like a little emotionally hungover. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. And the fact that I can only watch these... By myself like it, it makes me feel it's like a strange unfinished feeling and I, I'm jealous of the watch parties but doing this is like uh, it's very necessary and therapeutic for me because I need to debrief about it have you ever seen the reality community as aligned as it is right now no I've never seen it as a line. And I've also rarely seen pop culture on the right side of history in terms of favoring the woman, just of any woman. Right. It's, and and I don't know if that's going to change, if people are going to get upset about, oh, too many endorsements, too much winning. But usually the woman gets just a, a harsher edit or celebrated, but only for a brief moment. So this is a strange instance of that. And... I saw a meme that said, as Summer House divides, VPR unites. And 
I don't know if you've been watching Summer House this past season, but... I have not been watching Summer House. The only thing that I know about Summer House is that somebody started leaving me comments on my TikTok, and they were like, I am the sister-in-law of, like, I want to say his name was Carl yeah, or something. Is that... Does that work mm-hmm. for you? Okay, yeah. That's a name. They were like, I'm Carl's sister-in-law, and he is a terrible, terrible person. Okay. okay. And they expanded. I can't remember, but that's like all that I know. But I was like, I don't know who that is. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, take that with a grain of, we'll take that with a grain of salt. Someone publicly disparaging their family in the comment section when it... You know, I, 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 any, even if I'm going off on an unhinged comment, I always am operating under the assumption that it can get screenshotted, passed around. But yeah, and I don't, you know, sometimes it is hard to tell if someone's being honest, although that is a very specific thing to make up. Well, Carl is, has been a terrible person on the show for many seasons. And now, like, the plot is that he's reformed, but people have questions about that. Basically, all this to say that I'm jealous of you for having not watched. For some reason, I feel compelled to keep going and finish till the end of the reunions, but it's it's like a painful chore, and it's in the same way that I feel jealous of the people that are now discovering Vanderpump Rules and getting to watch it for the first time. I'm like, what what an incredible experience for you. So <laughs> the opposite for Summer House. But I think I'm gonna. Then I think I'll 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 lay off of Summer House. I'll keep my opinions to the comment section that I got six months ago. No, but one thing, okay, we're, we're going to get into Vanderpump Rules, but one thing that I can't stop talking about that I'm I'm going to try to recommend to everyone is Summerhouse Martha's Vineyard, and the reason is because it's a bunch of really compelling characters, really attractive people, and they were all friends long before the show, and so one of the, oh. which is something special that I thought we'd never get again, and it's not in the way that Housewives, when they bring on a new cast, they're like, yeah, we know each other from town, and it's like... <laughs> You know, it's always no. It's, you don't. It's like, yeah, you you know of this person. They're like, yeah, we go we go way back. It's like, no, they actually have history. And a couple of the women on the show all worked at this kind of like Playboy nightclub together when they were younger, and now they're like older and trying to be mature and fancy. And it's it's just so good. And it's well, that's like me. VPR yeah. in a way, right? I mean, that's what I think has made Vanderpump Rules what it is. Well, this is, yeah, they do bring drama, but they're in a fly-in only island, I guess, Martha's Vineyard. I didn't realize Martha's Vineyard is an island, so they're like, you need to be wealthy enough to be able to boat in or fly in on a private plane. So it's it's kind of, it's a little upscale, but they bring the drama, so that's Okay, that's but you pitch. also can take a ferry there, like, very easily. <laughs> that okay, costs, see, like, I, I had to look- <laughs> like it's Listen, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a, it has a lot of money and all this kind of stuff, but there are like regular people who live on Martha's Vineyard. And then there are regular people who go on vacation there. There's like multiple ferries per day to take you down there. Okay. See on the show, they're like, this is 10 times more exclusive than the Hamptons. You either need a boat or plane to get in, but you're giving me the Massachusetts rundown because a boat it's like with an asterisk could be a ferry. Um, Which that is actually a great segue before we get into the show, uh, bringing uh, attention to the fact that you are a Massachusetts resident. And I'm just wondering, how are you doing, Meredith? And do you have any Massachusetts-related news for us? (laughs) 
Well, the Celtics are out of the, uh, well, they're not in the NBA finals. So there's that. And if you need another thing to look forward to, then I'm going to offer you a live show. Guys, we're doing a live show. We're doing a live show. I tried to, uh, sorry, I was, (laughs) I'm (laughs) jumping out of my seat. I'm so excited. Sorry, Meredith. I'm going to let you talk. God, I'm annoyed. Well, I was going for like a Montreal meets Massachusetts thing. Yeah. So that's the deal. We are going to be in Massachusetts, technically in Somerville, which is, if you're from there, you know, that's right outside of Boston. We're going to be there Wednesday, July 26th, live show. And we have the like most fun things planned, including the fact that tickets will go on sale. Yeah. Event, no, no. Next week, ne- early next week, you'll be able to get tickets on Eventbrite, and we'll send that. We'll put that. We'll drop that in the show notes eventually. Yeah. yeah no, we're. I. I probably will get to a certain point where I won't be able to shut up about it. But for now, we're working out some of the details. We're going to keep you posted. Watch this space, all that stuff. But I just need to tell the listeners this was on my vision board, and now it's come to life because of Meredith basically having to show up at people's doorsteps and like them ghosting us and telling us that we suck and we're not important enough to be able to book a venue like so many so many like dead ends and she persisted nonetheless and here we are so we're gonna be coming at you for it's baby's first live show I'm so excited I can't wait it's and we are planning some good stuff like we have some really fun stuff planned so stay tuned yeah, we're going to get cuckoo crazy. We're going to get a little unhinged. Uh, it's going to be great. So let's put a pin in that. You will definitely, regular listeners, you will be hearing more about it uh, as we go on. Uh, but let's get into the Vanderpump rules of it all. So we're at reunion part two. And I have a question. I have a personal question for you, Maris. So I think we're both with men in their 40s, right? Is, is Mike in his 40s? Uh, Mike is not in his 40s. He is oh. 26. Oh my god, re- really? No, he's not. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Remember when I thought you were 26? Or like... <laughs> no, Mike is not in his 40s yet, but but we're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. Do you, do you have any concerns because of this that we're approaching a midlife crisis? I mean, when it comes to Mike, that's like the least of my concerns. He like watches think pieces on the 80s cop show Chips for fun. Like he's been living in a midlife crisis since the day I met him. <laughs> I guess by that definition, I'm also in a midlife crisis. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I felt paranoid or just compelled to ask Oliver about, because he's 42 now, if he had anything weird when he was 40 just because Tom Sandoval keeps leaning on it as a crutch and he he just looked at me like no <laughs> that's what I remembered like yeah I think that like Tom like just pulled that out of something because like he's really grasping at straws here I, and I think it's all bs of like I turned 40 and I didn't like okay if you need to re-examine some things in your life may I suggest starting with your shitty band yeah and and also I mean we're living in a world where me, you, and our partners have all done therapy, so it's not like we're just this pressure cooker, like waiting to explode. And all it takes is like one weird, what uh, <laughs> one significant date away from you know full mental breakdown. It's just kind of like business as usual. 
And yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom is definitely, I mean, it's a thinly veiled excuse, but he's really spiraling fast, like hard and fast. He's kind of, he's giving me the vibe of a man who identifies as a vampire. Well, I called him Morpheus today on TikTok with that long ass coat. <laughs> yeah, like kind of, yeah, a little like the the Matrix or like a little like, I, I think this was like a thing in the 2010s when people would be like, um, we, we're with a bunch of teens who identify as a werewolf. Like we're going to interview them today. And like, you know, they have like a little tail or whatever, but it's like, like people have a little pointy plastic teeth. I feel like that is Tom's vibe. Like it's his look right now. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into like all of that. Oh my God. I was going to say tomfoolery. I'm like, I'm way, I'm too far gone into this world. I kind of feel like I am too, because earlier today, and we can talk about this and people were like, what do you think the significance was of green light? And at first I was like, it's nothing guys. And now I'm like, or is it? Yeah. I don't like who who knows and, and even what is the surprise announcement i'm kind of i've put that aside because i'm like eh, it could be something exciting okay, well meanwhile, i have all my things written down all my all my speculations okay uh, in, but can, we can, can hear we'll, them we can okay you can hear them but i mean i don't want to i don't want to okay so is it, it on your patreon be, no it's not on my patreon because okay. i'm just sort of come up with it um it has to be something that raquel said like it has to be something that Raquel said and I think it's when she's not doing the one-on-one with Andy I think she's doing a separate sit-down because we saw a tiny promo right yeah where they ask are you ready to tell your secret or whatever okay I think and we also know that like all these people seem to still be like hanging out with one another so I don't think it's gonna be like oh like um Sheena slept with Tom Sandoval or something. I'm just like making yeah. things up. But so I I think it's going to be that production knew. Okay. And that I think because also they're saying that it's something that might make them not want to resign. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm partly asking you so that if it is true, I can replay this after and be like, Meredith is psychic, come to our show. No, but like, <laughs> but it but it is cool to speculate. I mean, for me, it was just making me too crazy to to guess. But I, I love these moments where you can go back and revisit it. Um, we just had this really great moment from the Patreon. We did a Patreon right before season 10 with just talking about dynamics and predictions for the season. Ha 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 they were all wrong oh my god but, but we had there this patreon was ju- just went back and was listening to the back catalog and pointed out that there's this moment where sam is like yeah and the, the storyline of sandoval and raquel or sorry sandoval and ariana and we were just, <gasps> and she was like oh, sam was channeling and i i'm like i i believe that she's had a lot of psychic pop culture moments over the years that i've known her that's kind of crazy and yeah, I mean, like, what is your... So do you have a theory? Have you speculated something? Is there one you lean towards? Yeah, I mean, I I was in with, like, the whole Lisa, Lisa knew, but she's shot that down on Twitter. And I think that she didn't. I really do think. And she came out so strong saying she didn't know that... Yeah. For, for me, it would potentially be that Ariana wasn't going back to the show. Because... Okay. Or... 
yeah, because then I I don't know if people would want to film again. I'm just thinking about because it's something from the one on ones, and you know they can really twist things with trailers. So we don't we don't necessarily know that it's something with with Raquel, but maybe that my guess is potentially that Ariana wouldn't want to go back and just you know I don't know go to New York and live her live her life with her hot personal trainer guy okay guy right fair now. enough I could see that and I could see people being like all right I'm not doing another season if we don't have this to go off of yeah yeah so I I guess we'll find out in a week or two hopefully they they give it to us at the uh the third segment and not secrets revealed oh my god but- I don't have time for secrets revealed anymore I do I do I'm here till the bitter end and I I I need it to happen. I need to see it as much as I also need it to end. But I like need okay, to complete the cycle. You know, like I need to. Yes. It's like a full feedback loop that I need to go all the way around. Like however much, if they're like, we have five more episodes, I'd be like, okay, uh, my life is on hold for another five weeks. Like I'm just <laughs> way too invested. Um, but all right, let's let's get into the episode. So we open with chaos. And James is storming off set for a little break, little breaky break, little bio do, break again. Yeah, to do uh, what did he? What did he say in a couple seasons ago when he said when he got in a fight with Max? He said he had a pre workout supplement. <laughs> so maybe he's going into the bathroom for some pre workout supplements, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, we hear Sandoval saying, "Lolly, pull your." idea of the moment you heard Stassi was pregnant has nothing to do with anything and we have James saying every time I listen to Tom I get angry then nervous and then I have to pee <laughs> like eh, sure <laughs> sure <laughs> and we're asking Andy's asking Lala about meeting Randall and her how she met him and not knowing how it worked do you believe Lala's whole I didn't know because I was from Utah shtick I mean, yes, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> I I don't know that it was like completely the reasoning, but I think that she, I remember listening to podcasts of her like before, like long before this, like four, four years ago, five years ago. And thinking like, no, like she is, you know, fairly new to LA. She's just figuring it out. You meet this older guy. She was so young then, right? I mean, she's what? Is she like 30 now? Yeah. She was like probably like 24 when she met Randall. Yeah, that's true. I could see someone being like, oh, this is this is somebody who has their shit together, especially if you're somebody who's looking for somebody that has their shit together. Like it could be very, I don't know, attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what I was, I was about to say like, Oh, I don't know if I buy that. But then I think back to when I was 24 and I was dating someone who had taken too much acid at a festival and went full crazy. So that's like, I mean, in my own way, that was as bad as a Randall Emmett moment. Right. And even if you don't think that you would have done it, I couldn't you see how someone that you know would have done that? Like, no, but like, a friend I'm of saying, yours. But what I'm saying is, like, in my own way, it's like the equivalent of like just, oh, as yes, bad totally. That, a thousand percent. Because but I feel not, like, because not happen. only was he, 
not only was he crazy, but he was mean to me. Like he he became like mean and crazy. <laughs> On the acid? Well, no, he's one of those people who he's still, I think, well, actually, I know because I've blocked him on everything and he regularly tries to contact me through other <laughs> mutual people we know, like, I don't know, over t- like 10 years later. Uh, but no, he he's one of those really unfortunate cases of people that just took took drugs for the first time at a festival and just fully never came back. He's like still he's still on a trip. Okay, so I didn't know if that could really happen. And I remember growing up in my neighborhood, there was a guy who he kind of like in hindsight now dressed like um, Slash. And he would just like walk around our town and everyone was like, oh yeah, like he did a bad trip of acid and he never came back. Like, like we're talking fully, like we, we thought that. I know. No, but- it sounds like a dare thing or like an old wives tale, but like it, it's one of those things where everyone like knows someone who knows someone who it happened to their cousin. But with me, it was fully the guy that I was dating and we had been at that festival together and and a bunch of friends. And so he really puts it on that. It's, you know, it's, it's me and my fault. And so that's why I think he keeps trying to contact me is he wants to like keep debriefing it, you know, every, (laughs) every few months, but no, he, he, uh, yeah, he was a handful, but I kept dating him for longer than I'm proud to admit. (laughs) So that I'm just, I'm, I'm just putting myself out on the line because I've been, very critical of Lala and these recaps and this whole season and like I yeah she made a bad decision and got lost in the sauce and kind of doubled down on that decision and it's certainly not perfect but like I have empathy but anyhow so we'll so Andy is now saying we're gonna pause here we're gonna go for lunch and Tom sulks across the lot to Raquel's trailer 100 yards away Cruise America <laughs> yeah 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 he hovers over and he um he comes in and Raquel had been watching from her little fan cam and she's upset because well she only gets outwardly upset about things that directly negatively impact her uh she's upset because he was describing or she was describing a solid a quote-unquote solid relationship between Sandoval and Ariana more solid than I'm sure Sandoval had been telling her and he, he gave her, I'm sure the Howie Mandel stick of like, yeah, we were broken up and it, we knew it, but you know, she didn't talk about it. And she was upset that they had been intimate and she did. This was a surprise to her. So she's like, you've been cheating on me basically with your girlfriend. <laughs> with like that's your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. That's the subtext. And Tom goes, well, that's when Ariana went from like talking down to me. And I love the editors in this moment. Oh I want to thank the editors for flashing back to an incredible moment where he's holding up all these different outfits. She's like, hmm, I don't like the green. And then. <laughs> And he, but can we just discuss the fact that he was like, she was always so critical of my outfits, so mean about my fashion. And then it's like the clip, the best that production could do was her being like, I don't know if that one's my favorite. Well, the the fact is you have clips of her going, Tom, shut up. And like, to, you know, they've been playing it all season. They There are clips of her being like, Tom. Yes. But I love that, that the editors are like, let's pull this clip up and just make this fool look like even more ridiculous. Um, and then he goes, and then it suddenly goes to like, Tom, you're so good at fashion. You should wear what you want. <laughs> like d- direct quote and asks the question, maybe we should have done this earlier. And it's the one moment of like Raquel has more reasoning than him. She's like, yeah, you think? 
And even still, is Tom's reasoning behind that? Like, yeah, that's why I had sex with her again, because she was then complimenting my style. Yeah, of course. Yeah. She went from criticizing his style to, and I'm sure he was, I mean, I was going to say, I I was sure that he was asking for, we all, no one's buying his chick. So I don't need to say like, actually Ariana was really being nice. Like we all know this, but it's just, it's so absurd. Like it needs to be said. And okay. I just had this revelation where, because next we hear from Raquel talking about this transition that she went through and she's really doing like pageant queen speech the whole time. She is that pageant queen from back in the day who was like, I personally believe that U.S. Americans everywhere, like <laughs> such as the U.S. should help the Iraq. I mean, the U- help the U.S. Like, that. she is that because she's giving pageant answers, but also they don't fully make sense. <laughs> yes, it's a lot of like chat GPT wrote what she said. I wrote that later on where it's like, I fully understand what she's saying, and I think the sentence structures are technically correct, but it's, like, not quite what you would say. It's just not quite how you would say it. Like, it's just not – yeah. It's Have just, you seen that she was – the and these posts remain up, that she's, like, a spokesperson for the Malibu Boys and Girls Club? <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm sure because she had to do so much volunteer work to try to, you know, for the pageant world, try to be Miss. Oh, yeah, for sure. But she's got these great like posts up of like her like pretending to journal and shit with like a fuzzy pen that are like, I'm so proud that I represent the Boys and Girls Club of Malibu. She has some posts that really did not age well. Like she has a post of her at Coachella, I think, last year that's like, this is the girl I am now. And this is the girl I'm staying. Like there's just, I'm like, these didn't age well. Um, or her at Sheena's wedding where it says my date is hotter than your date. Oh gosh, it's with were... like some girl, like, um, but still but... knows what she's doing. She's been, she's stirring the pot and I, and I want to like, yeah. And I want to get in a, l- a little later into like what your take is on like the psychology of Raquel, but uh, well, here's let me just give you this one before we move on. Yes. It's a picture of her at Sir with a couple of people, and she's whispering. And the caption is "Secrets, secrets don't make friends. Friends make secrets." July 2022. <gasps> Why is it still up, Raquel? I would. I, you know what? If I was not such an asshole, maybe I'd be like, girl, you better take some of these down. Because, like, I don't think people are looking at these. No, you're – well, you are. You're – that's why we love you is because you do this investigative (laughs) journalism that we need. Oh, my God. Well, I'm not even even surprised. I mean, she had the – when she was, quote, unquote, hacked, she had the highlight of her um, and Sandoval dresses her at at BravoCon, like – or no, sorry, Halloween. She had the Halloween costume. That was the only highlight she had of. And then she was like, I'm hacked. I'm going to do a mental health focus. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so then she goes, I went through a transition last summer and the pendulum swang a bit too far the other way. <laughs> and so now we have we have this situation that's simmering because Tom, because Raquel is questioning Sandoval's intimacy with Ariana and the timeline and so he's like losing control but he needs to get her back but he can't do that with the cameras on them because he knows he's going to spin a bunch of bullshit so his tantrum starts and we get this 
full like dude like we're legally required a break like i'm gonna get the fuck out of here like i don't want a fucking camera in my goddamn face like going on and on and a couple of the cast members have mentioned that this filming was the shortest reunion they've ever filmed and it was all five hours so when they're going for lunch they've been sitting there for two three hours max and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i love like he loves this moment like he's this is like he gets to like have his like big dramatic moment like storming around with the cigarettes being like leave me alone it's rest in peace to that coke can i like when the coke can fell and raquel like picked it up but she like kept it on the ground (laughs) (laughs) i know what happened to raquel at the malibu beach cleanup (laughs) (laughs) seriously seriously but no, where's where was his squirt can because he's been drinking a squirt in every appearance we've seen like since Sandoval <laughs> broke so i'm like let's let's be consistent with the branding here like we don't have much to work with like let's right. at least <laughs> at least we've got our squirt you know we've had a through line they were probably like hey um we're not partnered with tom sandoval and we were hopeful that you could stop drinking squirt on camera so often (laughs) have you ever looked into athletic greens (laughs) (laughs) our new actually new sponsor of this podcast which you know what so i don't i don't work for athletic greens but they're sponsoring this pod so i will say athletic greens we're listening we don't claim him don't don't bring him over <laughs> i'm sorry uh, athletic greens <laughs> with athletic greens we love you um uh, okay so actually it's funny because okay i don't know if you saw but way back when the scandal broke raquel was had those base i think it's pronounced base bags the, the base like, bags yes base, yes yes and then base was like we don't claim her sent a bunch to ariana and sponsored her it'd be hilarious if diet coke did the same Right. <laughs> that's what we need in this we need like the the major food industry players in on this we have uber eats or uber one or whatever you know we've, we've got we've got heavy hitters i feel like she's basically almost at a diet coke sponsorship level i don't disagree yeah so what i thought was really interesting in that scene is that sandoval like leaves and acts like, okay, bye, Raquel. But then he clearly came outside and said to production, okay, I want one-on-one time. Like, he was faking the goodbye for the cameras. And then he came outside and said, I want to talk to her alone. And they said no. And a couple things here. If Sandoval was a woman, I think the conversation that we would be having about him today, talking to production, would be like, what a Karen. And I don't think that people are really having that reaction to it. They're like, oh, he was like being obnoxious or whatever. But like, like he was being really disrespectful and really rude. And I'm sorry, like, if you care so much about workers' rights, Tom, go pick it with Amazon or the, you know, writers uh, strike. Like, I need a break. I need a break. Okay, great. You can have a break, Tom. Here's your break. No, not like that. I need a break with Raquel. And chat like, GPT. Yeah, they're, he's like, I don't want to be filmed. They're like, Yeah, we cannot film you. Just go sit by yourself. Like it's, it's not a, a legal right when you're filming a reality show, and you're on set to work that you cannot be filmed. You're there for right. Film. Yeah. 
So, so anyway, pissing, yes. pissing me off, Tom Sandoval. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I just kind of enjoyed it in a sick way where I was like, <laughs> watch, it was just like watching, you know, his little boy just pounding on the pavement. Like I kind of, I just like it because it made him look so foolish. And when he's in the hot seat, when he's on his stool, like when they're in the reunion, he's saying a lot of things that are very triggering to me, but this was more just like, haha, little, little pee pee baby. <laughs> Right. And it worked for you. For 10 years, you were able to control so much of the narrative. Yeah. And now it's blowing up in your face and you yeah. can't collect it. Yeah. Yeah. And in this one specific instance, Jax was right. So <laughs> then we have Allie comes out and everyone loves Allie. Um, Allie won over the mean girls. She, I mean, I say mean girls like, you know, very much a bit facetiously but a bit also like yeah they are also a little hard on the new cast she won them over instantly like i don't know if she's just they just treated her like the antithesis to raquel but everyone immediately embraced ali um she had a great season if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. They're asking James whether he cried because he wasn't over Raquel. And I love how Lisa says... James cries with me every scene from the last 10 years. They show a montage. That's true. That, yeah. is, that is actually very true. He's just emotional. He's just emotional about everything. And then Andy goes, hey, James, you called Raquel's mom a fat slut. Tell me about that. He, sa- he says you and called Allie Raquel's comes- <laughs> Yeah. Go for it. Allie comes in and she's like just the absolute voice of reason. She's our like anti-diet queen and she's like i don't think anyone should ever be calling anyone fat yeah like, yeah like she was just like we just it's, shut that down it's like it's your boyfriend's go-to ally like up until current current day uh but 
Allie, <laughs> Allie's understanding of addiction is really in line with, it's really on brand for how the women of this show and men tend to treat addiction. So they're talking, she's talking about how they take some months off and it really brought me back to Sheena telling Shay to just, just sip, just get a little tipsy. Like don't drink to black out. Like just, just have like two drinks. And yeah. I was watching Lala that whole scene because I'm not in the program, but my husband is. And so like program people, 12 step people. And I don't know if Lala's in the program, but she's sober. And, uh, she's like, you could just see her face, her eyes, like just narrowing. And, you know, I think that it is unfortunate that instead of focusing on sobriety, they're focusing on moderation with James. Um, because from what I have seen, you know, it does look like he is, has a dependency on alcohol and that he's probably, a better boyfriend when he's not drinking. Uh yeah, I'm sure. I mean he yeah, he he seemed good and vulnerable and calmer when he wasn't drinking. Um but he is now and yeah, I mean Lala like to me sometimes she gets a little pious for me about her sobriety like I I appreciate that she's sober but she uses it a little bit kind of weaponizes it against the people that she doesn't like and she's like, "Well, you drink all the time." And it's like, "You're all your friends are also drinking all the time. Your friend Katie has a name that people had to come up with in order to manage and process like the person she became when she was drinking. Like everyone's drinking on the show and that's what the show is about. So if you're going to call one out, just call them all out or leave it. Uh, but in this instance, yeah, she was keeping quiet and just, I think her eyes were saying like, well, if you you know, it's up to him because that's well and that is like very much the way that they tell you like to to handle dealing with another alcoholic is to be like okay it's i can't control it i can't cure it and we'll see what what plays out i mean i think for Allie and james i think that you know she's very young and in the beginning things with raquel i, I think were good with james and then as time went on things got more difficult and that is not just Raquel to blame at all like even though we've got our issues with Raquel now but like that's the crazy thing about this hive mentality is people are like oh Raquel is bad so James is good they can all be pieces of shit James can still be an abusive piece of shit as much as he's entertaining and makes great tv yeah and I think you know I think a lot of the things that Raquel shared about James are based in reality Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been exactly there were certain things that she said that I definitely believed about James and her wanting to leave in the middle of the night. And I'm like, yeah, that in that moment for those things. Yes, I do. I do empathize with her. Um, But then then they get into it. James gets into it with Sandoval talking about how Sandoval's talking about how at Atlantic City they had a gay together and he's acting like a fool and it's like it's like three musketeers all like you know splitting splitting hairs together James goes my DJ business makes tenfold of anything you could imagine it's like it's like the coke talking <laughs> well I also think like Sandoval you really don't know how to play your hand because 
you should actually be using this moment to just shut the fuck up because you don't look terrible right now because we're talking about James and his drinking. And to be honest with you, you're not even coming up in this conversation, which you could be because let's never forget who saw you dancing at the Abbey, right? So I think it was really stupid for Tom to insert himself into that conversation. Oh, it, it was stupid. Basically, everything out of his mouth was so dumb that this reunion and, and everyone likes to harp on Jax for the whole I'm a work in progress thing because it's a bunch of bullshit and he did it every year that he was on the show. But at the same time, the fact that he at least had that, whether it was real humility or feigned humi- humility, he still showed it. And we're we live in a world where he's being welcomed back with open arms. And he, he for after all the things he did he slept with with someone outside of his relationship in front of a dying 95 year old woman like it outside of scandal it doesn't get that much worse than that <laughs> and yet he's being welcomed back and i think part of it is that is him being like yeah i was I've, i'm a piece of shit like i don't know i don't know what to tell you i i've done done horrible things and sandoval can't get to that level of humility not even for a second yeah that's true and he did a tactic that sometimes works for people, which is like, you know, I did something bad, but you did something bad too. And now I'm going to call it out. And it's like, oh no, buddy, like that ship has sailed for you because anytime you open your mouth now, all anybody thinks about is the other bad thing that you did that was worse than getting drunk in Atlantic City. Yeah. Well, and he's like, oh. Although you shouldn't be slapping asses like that if if that's what. But that's the irony is that during the season, people were pointing out that he was smacking Raquel's ass. That's the funny thing. I was like, you don't smack girls' asses. Well, we have you on camera. We don't fully have the from behind shot, but it's, I think of all the slow-mos we've seen, like, I think we know what was going on, but no, he, he, he just, he can't like, he can't, he can't sit still. He can't like, um, he can't cope with how his mask has fallen that he kept so well for 10 years. And also I think that it, his tactic works so well with the Kristen Ariana dynamic. The, my ex is crazy and drove me to this point narrative. It worked perfectly. We, we bought it. Unfortunately, I'm including myself. I, I'm not proud of that, but I was fully yeah, sold on this Chris, crazy Kristen storyline. And Sandoval just, you know, he did a thing here and there, but he was just following his happiness. But now it's not working and he's trying like this. This happens later on the episode where he's like, see, this is what Ariana's really like. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, what? what? Like a nice person? Yeah. Standing up for herself. And, yeah. So James storms off for his done like 12th Coke break of the day. I feel like he was <laughs> taking them like every 45 minutes. And now he's taking them every 20 minutes. <laughs> He's not going to his dressing room. He's going to the bathroom every time. Like, all right, babe, you do you. You know what? As somebody who goes to the bathroom very frequently, I do understand how they're, you know, you might really do. You might just need to go. Oh, I have to pee often as well. I'm just talking about his amped up attitude and the way that he's doing it. Like. Okay, I just I just recapped um, Vegas with a Vengeance on the pod of from season one where he shows up at Stassi's birthday party. 
uh, or J- sorry, Jack shows up at Stassi's birthday party, and James has the same energy as Jack's when he was like foaming at the mouth, and he shows up and he's like, "Party's here," and like that is his vibe when <laughs> he keeps coming back. <laughs> oh my god, why? Does like that version of Jax remind me of Teresa Giudice's new husband? What's his name? He's Louis. He he's bad. He has bad vibes. Yeah. Oh, he has bad vibes. I'm really scared of that guy, though. Yeah, I gotta I gotta catch up on Jersey. I gotta I gotta pull my head out of this swamp. Um, but so then we have this back and forth fighting between Schwartz and Katie and Katie's in the right, but I just, I can't listen to this anymore to them fight. It's not entertaining for me in any way. We had an amazing Sir Ally fight in the finale and that was great. But other than that, I, I just can't listen to them bickering. Um, I'm what were they even fighting about? I think I've like blocked it out because they were talking about, he, he was saying like, Oh, you diminish my friendships and Oh, I don't trust everyone. And she said, yes, you do. She gave the line like, this is you're a serial killer's wet dream, but they're just going back and forth. And it's like kind of a nothing burger. Like I'm just, I don't want to hear it. I can't handle those two anymore unless she's screaming at him in, or talking to him in a way where I know it's final. Like, the way that she kept going like i'm done i'm done like i want her to say that and then be done and i could be like yes katie like take the power but i just haven't seen that from her yeah it's harder with them because there wasn't like one big thing that happened sometimes it's like almost not easier but like okay there, there's a lot of little things. And so they get into the minutia of it as opposed to with Ariana and Tom, it's like, Tom, you cheated on me repeatedly with my best friend. Yeah, that I guess would I guess, like kind of end it. And I know what you mean. I guess it's just the fact that almost every conversation they've had over the 10 years that we've known them has turned into an argument or started as an argument. So it wasn't just, it was never, it was never good. And it's still going. It's fine. I'm just having a moment of being like, okay, guys, let's, uh, let's move. Let's move it along. Um, let's wrap so, it up. Yeah. So Sheena has to go soon. So they start talking about the restra- restraining order, and they're having this argument about what they heard over the phone. And it's it's kind of confusing, but it's a lot of like you can just even though it's kind of hard to pin down like this like you were on speaker and you were there and you were here, you can tell Tom is in bullshit mode but he goes i remember thinking and ariana goes i remember thinking you're a liar and i just loved it loved it <laughs> uh and sheena- well, i loved oh go ahead no no uh, well i was gonna say sheena mentioned that ariana uh she had her she told ariana about the suspicions she had and if for anyone who's been listening for a minute you know i'm like a sheena apologist through and through but she was always loyal to ariana and of course would have brought it up to her so i'm like well there you go yeah and it seemed like they had had like a really nice conversation around it ariana i mean sheena just seems like the friend that you would want in in those scenarios like she really does seem like for some people she is like incredibly genuine and incredibly good friend I think that with the whole Katie Schwartz thing and pushing Raquel, like that wasn't the best move. I understand you're a Sheena apologist. I like Sheena, but you know, it's not enough to make me dislike Sheena. I will say I thought it was really uncomfortable when, you know, Sheena basically was like, I can't talk about 
the court date. I can't talk about the restraining order. I can't talk about it. And so then instead of just like being like, okay, we'll move on. Andy's like, I'd like to know what everybody else here thinks. Like I was like, oh, this is like giving like the teacher who's like, and you're saying none of you cheated on the test. It was Ugh. so uncomfortable. It it was so it was so uncomfortable. And yeah, in that moment, he asked Ariana whether she had been hiding any issues. And I understand her resolve of just being like, no, I didn't. Because on one hand, you could argue that maybe some things were swept under the rug. But that for, for all of its good and bad, this reunion was film. Everything was just so raw and tensions were so high. It's almost a bit too much. I mean, it's good. Whatever they captured it as as it was in that moment um but also at the same time she talked about on camera she talked about intimacy issues her vagina her depression like past abusive relationships like she she did get into it and i i do think her saying we didn't talk about our issues or we did talk about our issues is that she didn't seem to have as many issues with tom as tom had with her like i think she was telling her he decided he had with her like you know, when he decided he needed to be cheating on her, because that's, I think, how he operates. Like, he can date someone for a little while, and then he cheats on them. And then that person that he had the affair with, or what, or the person he was with, becomes the crazy person, right? Like, it's a pattern. And because he's getting older, he was with Ariana for longer than Kristen. It went on for longer. I don't think he was, like... I think he got better at it too. He learned how to be more manipulative. Uh, But I also think if you ask anybody who's ever been on a reality show with their significant other and you say, was everything about your relationship on there? They would say no. Yeah. (laughs) It's like there's some stuff that, you know, we would, uh, I mean, and I've heard people who have been on other reality shows talk about this, like, oh, you know, I tried to get them to kind of do this whole storyline on this and they did, it didn't take off. So, you know, we stopped doing that or whatever. So like, no, unless you're like Truman showing your life, nobody's whole relationship is going to get put out there. And I also think that they don't owe us showing us every piece of their marriage of, or they weren't married, but like their partnership, their life, et cetera. Yeah, it's so funny that it's so true. And it's so funny that Tom keeps pounding on the fact that, oh, we had so many hidden issues that we were sweeping under the rug. And it's like such a it's almost like a Freudian slip where it's like, yeah, you had things that you were putting under the rug. You had a whole affair that was being swept under the rug. I mean, we saw you talk about many times on camera. Okay, you're not spending any time with Ariana. So she brought that up. What else? I don't think she had too many issues outside of saying we're not connected because you're never home i think that was the issue and they they brought it up so it's done um you know they're going back and forth and talking about being coach and your that's ta- your tactic that's your tactic motherfucker and i love I, lisa motherfucker like she's shook because she's been defending tom and she's like <laughs> why i never like like, right like like this is so shocking to her all of a sudden didn't you have like a lingerie shoot in your pool season oh my God. one haven't you been defending this idiot the whole time and now he says a swear and that's like one step too far he's been gaslighting and diminishing like everything that everyone said but that we draw the line at a potty mouth so 
<laughs> so then Andy gives the note to Sheena. And in my mind, I genuinely pictured it for a second as like a crayon, like Raquel heart Tom. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like an actual note. Like dear Sam last night <laughs> at-, at, at bed, when two chicks, Ron put his head between the breasts of two chicks. He also made out with one other chick, and <laughs> like that's what I thought it was gonna be. Oh, <laughs> typed anonymous. Like that would have been incredible too. That's actually that's a great like that's a meme waiting to happen. Another, I I've had the crayon thought, and then I saw a couple memes about it of people thinking the same thing. My favorite was someone saying the letter was. You know when at Thanksgiving they get kids to draw a turkey by tracing their hand and then coloring it in? (laughs) Here are five Raquel coupons. You can come to me with me to one Malibu Boys and Girls Club beach cleanup. (laughs) No offense to the Malibu Boys and Girls Club. I I'm hope you I'm sure you're a wonderful organization. It's one invite to a puppy party. You're invited. (laughs) Um, yeah the 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 letter could have been a lot of things but it was Raquel's legal team saying that they wanted to back down everything but nothing happened so quickly in the court system but Lala which is like that actually pissed me off because I was like you know what like Lala you shouldn't have effing done it if you're gonna back down like that then you should not have done it Lala no Raquel Oh yeah, Raquel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, no, of course, of course, of course. The the restraining order was absurd, as Sheena stated. Scientifically, it's impossible for her to punch. <laughs> but no, but it's it's Sheena for God's sakes. It's Sheena Marie Shea with her with with her hypochondriac, broken, twisted ankle, and her big cast and her huge glasses because she got a little scratch in her eye. Like it, it's Sheena. But you know, Lala says to her that. To Sheena that like I'm so glad that you can be present with your kid and like Lala's in full like Lala's in her own PTSD Sheena's completely dissociated but in that moment I started to tear up just I felt so much for Lala and um I hadn't mentioned this but like I've been really annoyed by her all season but just in this moment of talking about how she talked to Ali she was saying that like I just felt like such an idiot and I felt like a fool and I was incredibly triggered by everything. I immediately softened to her and I was just like, look, I know it's really hard to talk about what's going on with her, but I just wish I'd seen more of that side of her during the season than just angry, angry at Raquel Lala. Um, But, you know, I... Well, yes and no, because like I'm a Lala stan, I'll say that, but... I am like, she's doing this to plug the Hulu documentary. She needs to get her plugs in for Randall. Yeah. Well, I mean, is she, I mean, is she making any money off the Hulu documentary? I mean, I don't know that she's making any money off of it. I I would imagine like they probably paid her to come on and talk or whatever, but I mean, she's getting good publicity from it. So she probably is like, cause a couple of times, in in the reunion she has brought it back to her and randall very strategically okay like he's a dangerous person and it made lisa freak out i'm like that was a plug for the documentary okay it's funny you say that because part of why i like i've been a stand on and off i haven't been this season but part of like what has been getting to me is that she's been like just in my view like trying too hard to make everything a meme in the way that stassi did in later seasons where it's like 
everything is like you're saying something with the hope of it being a merch or like it being a mm-hmm. sound and people are buying it up. Hey, send it to Daryl made enough money. She said to pay for her down payment for Palm Springs house. So like good for her. But I am like, okay, I, I'm not, I'm not getting Lala of the give the, like she's giving Lala and I'm not receiving it. I don't really, okay. not my, in terms of just her only at like one note of just yelling and always on and on about like kind of Raquel and like making this sort of about her. I don't know. It, it's been just a little, little too much. Like the volume just needs to be turned down like two notches. And then I'm like, yes, we're all mad and you're very close to the situation. I get it. Yeah, I can see that. I think that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. I'm just like, and it's also funny too, because I'm very, uh, I was going to say upset with Raquel. I'm more scared of her actually after this. Um, but the one, th- <laughs> the one thing, and I, I, I've, I don't, I haven't seen anyone like coming on this side of things. So I don't know if this will make people mad, but when she sent a letter around from her lawyer saying like, please don't pass circulate this, uh, the video of her, like, you know, um, yeah. like the, I, I I I thought that was fair. I'm like, you have a bunch of people that you're their worst enemy, and they have a a a photo of you like finger banging yourself. Like, yeah, okay, I could see how there would be a concern that, that would get circulated. And so the whole Senate to Daryl, it's like, I don't know. I think she does. I think she was okay to send one email, being like, please don't circulate revenge porn of me. Thank you. Yes, I do think like you know at that stage in the game, if you know this person has a lawyer, do you just go directly to them just to keep it you know well actually if anyone wants like a full breakdown of that there's this uh podcast called the bravo docket and it's with two lawyers who talked about the they just talk about the legalities of things on uh, oh yes they have they talked about a little situation i got myself into once oh oh my god you were okay incredible i wasn't on it Yeah, yeah i think it's the one i'm thinking of yeah it's two lawyers and they yeah they talk about yes but basically, yeah, okay, amazing. So basically, they were like, you're not Target or Walmart. Like, they wouldn't go to your website. If you're an individual person, you're not like Taylor Swift where they're like, this is your legal counsel. It's like, Daryl's, they basically, the the long and the short of it, people should go. I think it's, it's, they do like 15 minute episodes. They're nice and short. But they were saying like, if you have counsel, let's say, as an individual for your custody case, it doesn't mean necessarily they are your lawyer on retainer for everything in your life. Like that's not. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. Right. Like you might have different lawyers for different things. Yes. Yeah. And, and no one would really be able to know that like, okay, this person deals with all of the, all these different categories of your life as like a Bravo leb, but right. But anyhow, so Sheena breaks down talking about, the heartbreak of it all and talking about everything that she gave to Raquel. And I was crying so much at this point. Like she was hyperventilating. I've never, I've just never seen her like this. Like even at her divorce, I haven't seen her like this. Like she was, her chest was like red and had hives on it. And she was like breathing so heavily and was talking about how she, she talked, she brought this up to Raquel and said, please don't ever do anything that'll make you be apart from me and and hurt me and and make me look stupid like we're your ride or die being ariana and she said you know i I promise i'll never do that to you talked about you know brock being in bed with them in vegas and she's just shaking and raquel is watching 
blank face and says a little like, maybe I should have written a personal note. Now I'm having some more regrets. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh my God, I love your Raquel. She sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> she is a little bit of a Muppet. Like, what do you, what do you make of her? What do you make of well, that? You know, I'll say this and it's not the same, but like, from my own experience, like getting the, you know, legal letters that I've gotten, which were not actually court documents, it is so unnerving. And I'm sure that like Sheena has, you know, dealt with more with lawyers and stuff than I ever have. But I think it like really, it, I don't think that she punched Raquel, first of all. And I think it goes against, this is what I think it is. It goes against Sheena's values system to have done something like that to her. So being accused of something that had like legal implications that went against her value system that would have made her daughter potentially, and I don't think she would like view her differently, right? Like to have that on her in her past was deeply painful for her. And even though it's gone, like she still went through the whole experience and still dealt with all the stress and- I don't think anything feels worse than being accused of doing something you did not do and having it have real implications. No. And having two friend breakups, two friend breakups at once. And I, I, I've said this before, like there's so many societal things set up to deal with a romantic breakup. There's like breakup movies and songs and like you have the chocolates and everything like ice cream, but there's like a friend breakup. It's kind of people don't really talk about it, but it's as painful. I've had friend breakups that have been way more painful um, in in my 20s than than a romantic breakup. And so she is dealing with that devastation. And also, I think she's questioning everything about her life because she got in this situation from being too trusting and defending the wrong people and so she's just like she's yeah she's questioning her whole life uh she's said before you know on her podcast like she is not the same at all she looks at everyone now with suspicion and she's i think that's good for sheena i feel like sheena you know what i think it's about time (laughs) yeah well and that's what like and that's why i get so empathetic with her is because i relate so hard to both the like too trusting, people pleasing, like poor judgment, like all these things. I'm like, yes, I. Those are also my flaws. And is it I, bad? Like those are not my flaws. I wish that I was. I wish I had those flaws. I'm a Katie. I think. I think I'm a Katie. Oh my god, I am Katie. I am not a Katie. I respect and fear Katie, and I truly like all i want for her to, is to rise above and just like cut schwartz off like for good i'm like take the fucking dogs i don't even trust Keep this guy the dogs i don't trust this guy to be letting them out for enough pee breaks in a day or like like <laughs> maybe if- james should take them <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> i also yeah. think like it's really hard to do the split dog thing because like with kids i get it but like dogs like i took my dog to the desert this weekend and like she was like being a fucking sociopath the whole time because like they don't get it. Like, it's not like, Hey, this is fun for you. Let's just go back and forth. Like they don't, dogs can't handle that. 
Well, Gordo and Butters, I guess, are used to it or whatever. It's Don't fi- speak it's- for Gordo and Butters. Yeah, actually, I... You're I, being that, really trusting. That's true. I'm projecting... My dog is really good with going to new places, so I'm projecting, like, Sid's personality onto them. He's a fucking nightmare in other cases, but I can bring him to a new place and he'll be fine. He loves a car ride. But I just don't trust, like, Schwartz to, like be out for dinner and then people are like hey do you want to go for drinks and like you know that's the moment when you're like oh i have to actually know i have to to go home and let the dogs out i don't trust him to do that so i'm like katie take the fucking dogs but no i'm not a katie i wish i had more of katie and that's that's why i love capricorn so much because they have so many qualities like i don't have but with sheena yeah the the wanting to be like the people pleasing the like anxiety all of it and the being annoying, I'm like, I relate so hard. And that's why I, I ride for this girl. <laughs> but I actually, okay, brief, very briefly, she, before she leaves, she hearkens back to how 10 years ago, Andy said, in 10 years from now, you're going to have a record. And she gets out of her good as gold record. <laughs> I just like, okay. The comedy of like she gives the record and it's gold, and then she walks off of set, and it's like this unintentional. I don't know if you caught this. It felt like a comedic moment to me, where good as gold is blasting, and she's just walking off shell shocked and like being escorted to her trailer. I'm like, wait, but why did good. she get minivan first? Did you see her get in the minivan? I was like, does the minivan drive her to the trailer? Well, maybe like, she had heels. Was- maybe because of heels, or yeah, like, I maybe- think so. It was also. Kind of like- also, because I think there was so much uh, attention on Vanderpump Rules and the set and everything, I'm sure they wanted to keep everything as tight as possible. Like, even walking across the street, I don't. I think they didn't want people being like, Sheena, like, you yeah. know, just, it, it was, te- tensions were so high. I actually, mm-hmm. I, I forget if I said this in a past episode or on the Patreon, but many, many years ago, I was in a deep, dark depression, and I said to Sam, like, I need to stay alive because one day I need to see Sheena Shea perform Good as Gold. Like, she can lip sync it for all I care, but I need to see her perform it someday. And it looks like I will get that day. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at BravoCon or whatever, but this song is having a renaissance. <laughs> so Honestly, you have to admit, like, it's not that bad of a song. It's a bop. It's a, it's a catchy pop song. Like, if that came out and people were like, oh, it's like, I don't even know who it's by. Dua Lipa. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> hey britney spirits yeah <laughs> um yeah so sheena leaves and we're waiting for raquel and schwartz takes out his big bottle of xanax and i just that's one big ass bottle too like i would imagine if you have xanax it would come in a smaller bottle but it's a huge okay. bottle and okay i want to hear what you thought about this but for me i interpreted him taking out that bottle that bottle on stage very obviously and making a little bit out of it also the push-ups i felt like he was putting on a little performance of like guys i'm stressed too don't forget like this is about tom but if he said i'm this is hard on me too people would have been like shut the fuck up so instead he's like doing his little prop comedy where he's like i need i need my xanax like and i need my push-ups and yes i completely agree and i think it was to point also to point keep keep the direction on him because he doesn't really have a storyline without this because like let's be honest like do people want to watch another season of him and katie negotiating the dogs not really but if you are consistently being reminded of like i am a part of scandaval like even though i'm a good guy i'm a part of it 
And I think that's what those things do. They're just like a little like, ha ha ha, let me be, you know, sort of loud, over, like not loud, giggle over here. So, you know, I'm, I'm around. Yeah, well, and then not only he's a part of Scannaball, but he's on the right side of history because he, tr- he tried to tell Tom, and he didn't. It's affecting his business and his health, his wealth, his family, <laughs> annihilating crocodiles. <laughs> um, no, he's got a lot on his mind. He wants us to remember that. And I did, and like I, I do feel like it's probably not a good look to be popping the xanax like that on tv like i'm just like i i'm all for medicating personally i i have to take my own stuff but i was just like is this a prescription is this a shorts looks to me has been looking for a few seasons now like someone who is sickly and a little like gray and clammy and like yes Okay, whatever. I feel like if anyone's made it to this point in the episode, like we're all friends here, he gives me like kind of opioid vibes. And I, and like, they, maybe that, I'm not even saying that to be like funny. I'm saying like he really gives me the vibe. Like he's like sweaty and like stumbly and yes. like pale and sweat. Just everything about his. And he doesn't dinner. walk the dogs often enough. Like we know this. <laughs> that too. No, but I'm like, there's something about him where it's like, I don't know if it's like pills or something, but he just. I'm like, does he have an autoimmune disease? Like, something's going on with him. He doesn't look right. And listen, if you need to take a Xanax, take a Xanax. But you could also take a bathroom break like James and go and take that in the bathroom. But you needed to make sure everyone saw that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I talk about my Wellbutrin every other every other minute on this show. Like, I'm all about the medication, but it's just like... I- it's funny when he got that out. I was yeah. like, first of all, you're doing your little act. And second of all, I'm like, do you have a pill addiction? Because what's going on with you? Like, you look sick. You look a little green to me. Actually, at the reunion, it, I'm not proud of this, but he did look attractive to me. It was the tortoise shell glasses. I don't know. It was, I'm not proud it's of that. It's the best he's looked in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I like a man in a nice tailored suit. I, that's my truth. I'm not, <laughs> not proud of it. Um, but okay. So now we go to Andy's doing his one-on-one with Raquel and he, Ooh, Raquel is just talking about how she did think it was all going to work out in the end. She said that she was living in her own reality and she's, she saw a path forward and was hoping that Tom would break up with Ariana and then really like you just you think there's no possible way this woman could dig herself further into people like asking for her head to be rolling but she Andy asked if she was operating on the assumption that she didn't want to know that she she didn't want to know and Raquel said yeah it seemed that way she never pressed and it's like, like <laughs> if she did, you guys would have been talking about her like she was Kristen Dowdy, and then she would have had a whole storyline of how she was the crazy, jealous girlfriend who wasn't being cheated on but being super accusatory. Yes, yes, and like she doesn't, she doesn't understand the implications of her words. So he's asking her how the phone call went, and she said, "I felt a lot of pain from her." And <laughs> Like, it's almost like she's talking about somebody who she didn't do anything to. Like, you know what I like, like somebody that, you know, like that she's actually not involved in this. 
or someone who you pissed off without realizing and they're telling you about it and you're like whoa I actually sense a lot of they're really upset and like I'm gonna right. hear them out because I had no this is I didn't realize that this right. was I didn't realize of, I had done something yes I was trying to think about like because I've been like does she need exorcism sociopath like what's going on but I kind of okay how I'm feeling about her is like she reminds me of a toddler who has gotten into a can of paint and just spilled it. Like, you've ever seen those TikToks where it's like a mom wakes up and like paint is just <laughs> all through the house, like every door, like yes. the couch. Yes. And, and that toddler. And then they like put it on YouTube and like right. it's like a viral video. Yeah. And the kid is just kind of standing there. And it's like the kid, the two year old knows that people are upset and they know there is some connection to it, what they have done, but they don't fully put it together that like I thought this up and executed it and that is the sole reason why everyone is upset (laughs) yes and they don't realize the like work that it's gonna take to clean it up right like people are mad at you because you wasted all of the paint people are mad at you because now they have to clean this up people are mad at you like so there is I also think like she doesn't realize how her her actions have a domino effect. I don't think she is particularly smart. No, she's like, I wanted to see how the paint felt on my hands and now everyone's yelling. (laughs) Like her vibe right now. Yes. And I'm like, I don't think she's smart enough to be doing this as like a, as a tactic. Does that make sense? No, no. I, I go back and forth sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe she is more smarter and diabolical, like a kind of scheming. And then being like, actually, I don't know if she has the intelligence. I It's hard to say, but she really it, – it's been said to death, but like her lack of remorse is creepy. It, it terrifies me, actually, more than any other person I've seen on Bravo because of how little I understand how she ticks. Do you think that – she might say that Tom told her Ariana knows. I think that that's kind of what they were both implying, like in that there were signs everywhere and Ariana was maybe not knows, but is actively choosing to ignore them or just turn the other cheek. Like they're sort of acting like it was a don't ask, don't tell kind of policy. Right. And I, but I could see how she is so easily manipulated by Tom that he was like probably being like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. You're going to put me in your phone as this. We're going to meet up here. We're going to go there. I'm going to fly you here. Like none of it was her, like nothing saying that she was guilty or, or not guilty and not saying that she was complicit. But like, I don't think she is even smart enough to have figured out how to have a long term affair with him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it, it it definitely took Tom as the driving force. And even when Andy's then asking about, have you been discussing the reunion with Tom? She doesn't realize what he's asking is, have you been coached by Tom for what to say? Right. And Because she's like, of course, we've been talking about how we're going to deal with it and what we're going to say and how we're going to do it. And like, she, he's like looking at her like, you're just giving it all up. I'm at, that's the subtext and you're not picking that up. And I think that she doesn't realize she's being coached. 
no i guess yeah that that's also the thing she doesn't realize she thinks that they're like strategizing together and that's the right that's the thing that always happens when you're in your 20s and you're dating the much older guy who's a creep and a weirdo is you're like we're and in maybe did acid and still hasn't recovered <laughs> actually yeah we were the same age. that was a different different <laughs> different ball of wax but like yeah you you don't realize like you they're thinking like she's thinking it's like this bonnie and clyde thing and we're in this together and like it's us against the world it's like it's not it's really not you're his little puppet of the day and mm-hmm. i mean i'm i guess i don't know if she's realized that i was gonna say she has but she's still sending postcards to their house so <laughs> covered in lightning bolts bold that is bold a postcard she was sending letters of hers and then a postcard when i, I was, feel like she's when just I was haunting kid, when i was a kid and i went to summer camp i would not send postcards to my parents because i didn't want people reading it even though the contents were just like <laughs> camp is good <laughs> i it was probably raquel who would have intercepted your mail <laughs> I just Raquel, like, do you realize this is a federal crime? <laughs> I really didn't think that going through the mailboxes was something that anyone would care about. And I wanted to see what it felt like to read other like, people's letters. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know. She she actually would, like, she would be the person to commit a crime. It's actually maybe better that Sandoval caught her and not someone worse. Because she's, like, the type of person who, like, no offense, could get caught up in, like, the Manson family murders. Like, those <laughs> yes, are- yes. Those were a bunch of vulnerable yes. hippies, ultimately, that came by the ranch. Hundreds came by and were like, this is weird and left. And uh, the few vulnerable ones who stuck around were like, all right, I guess I'll hear this guy out. <laughs> right? That would be Raquel. Raquel would be sitting there. And then where do we drive? <laughs> okay. okay. So- out. Shotgun. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start a race war. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was one of that was one part of their plan. I'm that's that's another one of my hyper fixations is the Manson family. Part. That's the whole. You think thing. I haven't listened to the like thirteen part? You must remember this. Then <gasps> it's so good. Wrong. Oh my god! It's yes, so good. yes. Okay, okay, amazing. I've also listened to that and read the account of both like the both lawyers on each side, like Helter Skelter. It's an yes. eight hundred. It's an eight hundred page book, like about the. Is it worth the read? I mean, I read it when I was younger, and I was riveted. You probably know, like, if you listen to the podcast, you probably know. I I probably know a lot of it. Yeah, um, but yeah. So she's talking like an AI. That's in my notes. So you brought it up. I mean, I guess that's just what maybe we're all kind of thinking. But she gives her line again about how she's going to the reunion. Preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. (laughs) She got that from like her, I don't know, like eighth grade math teacher before like she fucking passed in her final ones. Like, like, I personally believe. Girl, (laughs) it's not going to be good. Like, this is not like, oh God, I have to go to the, like this appointment and like, I'm going to get my cancer results. Like, this is not like, this isn't like 50, 50, sweetie. This is like, you know, what's going to go down. Yeah, it's exactly. You didn't like do a board exam and you're like, well, hoping for the best. Like, it's like, so that applies to so many scenarios. Not this one remotely. Not this one. 
And you know, no. what's funny is I was thinking about this today. Like it, it actually, you guys could have done yourselves some favors. Like Tom and our, and Raquel could have done themselves some favors. Yeah. They just kept their head down. Shut the fuck up. Exactly what you yeah. said. They, they, they couldn't do it. And yeah. So they, they panned to her. They panned quickly to Sheena. Who's like, hyperventilating in her merch in her trailer (laughs) although i was like in that moment i was like if i could be anyone right now i'd want to be sheena in that trailer because like she looked so cozy and she's like in comfy clothes now which i love to be in comfy clothes and she's just like i was like that that would be my ideal situation is i would go out for like a few hours and then i could come back and just vibe in the cruise america trailer T- totally because also she was so shell-shocked for this reunion she was barely saying anything she was truly almost mute yeah. the whole time because in, in, the way she was staring off she was not well and so yeah i think she's better off just shell-shocked in the trailer at least <laughs> um so and that's the end of reunion part two and it was it's- it was good i thought it delivered it sure did. And so, yeah, thanks for, like, debriefing this with me. I feel better about it. I left I left last night feeling rattled. So thanks for coming along on this journey with me, Meredith and listeners. Uh, for anyone who is, not, um, who is not on your pages, tell everyone where they can find you. Plug all your stuff. Thank you. You can find me at Meredith M. Lynch on TikTok and on Instagram. And I also have a little Patreon where I'm going to tell my real opinion on Louie, uh, Teresa's new husband, because I'm too scared to do it on the full internet. Yeah. Meredith gets so much tea from scouring the internet, coming up with the best bits and pieces that she finds and follows that trail and gets to so many crazy things that's why this girl's getting handed legal letters because she's coming up with the good stuff. So tune into her Patreon um, and I'll put it all in the episode description. But thanks so much, Meredith. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.